Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Danny Nevins from the Jewish Theological Seminary in New York, and I'll be teaching you today Tractate Chagiga Daf He, um, page 5. Uh, we've got a whole series of verses um, which made the rabbis weep. We read that when Rabbi so-and-so, let's say Rabbi Yochanan uh, ben Zakkai, reached a verse, he would weep. Um, I can't read them all with you now, but um, towards the end of uh, the first uh, half of page A, you've got the statement, um, Woe is us that we are, we are faulted in the verse for light transgressions as well as uh, serious transgressions. And, and you've got here a description that God is going to punish us both for idolatry and also for, for more minor um, infractions, such as delaying wage payment, for example. Um, Rish Lakish says, though, you know, anybody who um, mistreats a, uh, a stranger, you could say that the ger here refers to a convert there, somebody who doesn't have Jewish family, so they might be taken advantage of because they're only uh, part of the Jewish religion, but they're not really ethnic or familial in their connections. Or maybe it's anybody who's a stranger and outsider. So Rachel Lakish says, anybody who uh, perverts justice and mistreats the stranger, it's like they're perverting justice against God, or they're actually um, doing an injustice to God. But then we have a beautiful statement of Rabbi Chanina Bar Papa. Uh, he says that anybody who does something wrong but then regrets it, uh, they are completely forgiven immediately. It says in the verse, they don't see me or they don't appear before me. But if they do appear before God, that is, they, they show themselves to be contrite before God, or perhaps they see God, and now they understand their errors, they're completely forgiven immediately. Now, um, we've, we've been in a whole string of Rabbi Yochanan passages. Here's another one. When he got to this verse, he wept. All the deeds of God will be brought to justice, um, even those that are Ne'alam, those that are are hidden. This is from uh, Kohelet, Ecclesiastes 14, sorry, chapter 12, verse uh, 14. Um, and he's crying. Why does, why does this verse make him cry? A servant who is blamed and punished by their master for mistakes as much as for willful transgressions, what chance does he got? What repair can he have? In other words, God seems to be criticizing Israel and punishing Israel even for things which are ne'alam, which are hidden from them, that are just mistakes, errors. Ma'al kol ne'alam. Well, what, what does that verse actually mean? 
So now we've got a couple of suggestions from the Amoraim um, about examples of things that people do that are wrong, but they don't realize that they're wrong because they're so minor. Rab says, Somebody who sort of kills a bug in front of his friend and it sort of grosses him out. Shmuel says, Shmuel says, somebody who spits um, in front of their their friend and it grosses them out. Uh, for, forgive the uh, the, the um, nomenclature here. Of course, you see a, a baseball player spitting on the field. Uh, that's considered uh, good behavior. But for most of us, spitting, even if you're outside, even if you're in a field, uh, no one really likes to have someone spit near them. And so that would be an example of something which is a sin that God holds you up to, uh, but uh, even though it's sort of something people may not even be aware that they did. What does it mean when the verse says, Im tov, im ra, whether it's good or for bad? Amri de Rabbi Yonai, they said in the school of Rabbi Yonai, Zenotein tzedakala ani b'farhesia. This is talking about doing something good in a bad way, giving charity to a poor person in public. So um, this is hard for me because I live in New York City, and if I'm walking past somebody on the sidewalk who's asking for money, um, if I want to help that person, it's kind of hard uh, not to do it publicly, not for them to see it. And in fact, I'll, I'll admit that sometimes, like last night, I bought somebody a can of, of soda that they wanted. I was kind of hoping that someone I knew would see me doing it because, you know, I like to... Uh, get credit from my people. And of course, I recognize that that's not a noble, it's actually a shameful thing. I'm apologizing for that thought. Uh, the good news is uh, no one did see me, but now, of course, I'm saying it to you, so I guess I've taken it back. But his intention here is that you don't want the poor person um, to be shamed by seeing having others see them receive it, and you haven't, in fact, so maybe I'm still safe. Anyway, in fact, Rabbi Yanai once saw a man giving charity to a poor person in public, so everyone could see what was happening. Amarla, he said to Mutav, It would have been better if you hadn't given it to him than that you gave it to him and embarrassed him. Now, of course, this is all contextual. Um, that may have been a case where a person was not asking for help, he just saw that the guy could use help, and so he went ahead and presumed and gave. Um, and so Rabbi Yanai felt that that was doing um, a disservice. Um, now we're on a, that subject. We're going to give a, a similar type of instruction. Debe Rabbi Shela taught in the school, or literally the house. They used to have little schoolhouses in their homes, the rabbis. So Rabbi Shela had a school where they, they said, um, you shouldn't give a poor person tzedakah in public on the street, but a man should not give tzedakah money to a woman in private. Why? Uh, isn't that, after all, fulfilling Rabbi um, uh, Yanai's teaching? Well, no, because um, someone might notice that this man gave that woman money and might wonder, uh, why was he giving her money? Maybe she is reputable, and he was just trying to give her some money to buy some fuel or some food, um, but people will think that she was um, a prostitute, and, and he was paying her for a favor, a sexual favor. And so you see, even a good thing, uh, doing a, something good like helping another person, can be done in a way that brings shame upon them, um, whether 
that people see that they're poor and not self-sufficient, or in the case of a woman, people questioning their um, their virtue. So um, there are many other things on this stuff, but we're going to stop there. Uh, I think the takeaway for me is that uh, when we do virtuous things, we have to be very cautious to do them in a way that doesn't aggrandize ourselves or shame another person. Uh, this makes it even more challenging uh, to keep the mitzvot, but on the other hand, it also teaches us how to do them in a way that brings honor to God, uh, virtue to ourselves, but also preserves the dignity of others. Thank you for studying with me. I look forward to seeing you again or speaking with you again tomorrow as we turn to Chagiga Daf Vav. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.